Educators Amplified, the podcast. Educators Amplified, Educators Amplified, where we amplify educators' voice, amplify students' experience, amplify well-being, amplify hope, amplify what's really going on in our public schools, amplify solutions to restore the education profession, amplify new possibilities. I'm Joanna. And I'm Hallie. We see you. We hear you. We are you. Hey, y'all, this is Hallie. Just squeaking into this episode before it starts to invite you, our listeners, our listeners' friends, to an educational event that Educators Amplified is hosting. The event is on Saturday, March 4th, 2023 from 10 to 11 a.m. at the WEAC Region 7 office in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Joanna and I just really, we want to connect. We want to connect with those who are just as deeply passionate about public schools and the children who attend them. So we're having this event. So even if you're in education or not, you can be a supporter, you can be a parent, a grandparent, not even know anybody in the schools, but care about public schools. This event is for you. We have so much we want to talk about, and we even have a special guest who will be dropping lots of knowledge. We want to bring lots of people together to get inspired and energized to keep advocating for public schools. Check out uh, the link in this episode's bio for more information and RSVP. Additional information is on our Facebook and Instagram pages. And feel free to reach out through email at educatorsamplified at gmail.com for more information or to RSVP that way as well. So we'll see you all in person on March 4th from 10 to 11 at the WEAC Region 7 office. Let's get empowered, y'all. Okay, to the episode. So hello, everybody, and welcome to Educators Amplified. Really excited to be in the studio today with my good old co-host, Hallie, (laughs) and our special, special guest. Yeah, we're excited to be back. I hope that everyone enjoyed our January episode, or maybe you're still catching up. I don't know, but glad you're back. I know. That is something that I've recently recognized Duh, but that people are like, I can listen to it however I want, right? You know, and so oh, yeah. it's not necessarily in order, like, oh, I just listened to the Fallen episode. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's way back when, but right. yeah, hello, podcast universe, you can listen whenever you want. It's perfect. So, yeah, how are you just doing in general? I am doing pretty okay. I do feel uh, pretty balanced these days, better than I was last time when we talked right at the beginning of the year. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think I am doing okay, Um, feeling very, like, protective in a way, though, of my peace and and Mm -hmm. my people, which means students. There's a lot of sadness, craziness, hard things on the outside. So, you know, I'm always working extra hard to make sure that we're kind of not letting that come in Mm -hmm. and not in a, you know, not in the way of like, I don't think kids should experience any bad feelings at all. Just saying that there is so much on the outside that is heavy and weighs on, on people that I just do really believe that school needs to be a haven and a protective space. So I actually feel good about the level to which I've been able to do that lately. Yeah, I feel like, oh, man, people are popping off everywhere. (laughs) Mm. Like, and it is it is cute. Like a situation went down and a student was talking to me about it. And she was like, you know what I see? Just a whole mess of dysregulation. Right. You know, and so I just love that we can have that language that it isn't judgment or can you believe this or can you believe that? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, she was just like, holy cow, that is like dysregulation on 10, Mrs. Schmeling. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I know. Um, And so that is really what I'm seeing. And it's not just dysregulation by students. It's dysregulation by the adults in schools, whether it's teachers, principals, you know, even district admin, I just really see people are, yeah, having a hard time. Yeah. Um, and so, right, that 
I guess when I see that around me, right, I am like, I need to up my game in regulating myself, mm-hmm. you know, of just like taking care of myself so that I can be amongst dysregulated systems and people. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, da 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 da. That's why Educators Amplified is here, <laughs> you know, to, to help out too. So, okay, anything yeah. else you want to add about how you doing? Just that, that I'm working really hard to stay regulated. Okay. And that's where my energy is right now. Want to list off what some of those things are? Sure, I can surely do that. <laughs> um, well, we were just talking about it today, which is nice. Um, really prioritizing my sleep. I've been recognizing that, oh, man. How Netflix or all those Hulu, HBO Max, whatever they they loop you, you oh, know. Just so go like, go right to the next yes. episode. If you don't so like stop it fast enough. Yes, last week <laughs> I was like, usually I just will read a book before bed, but last week I was getting hooked on some shows that I was like, okay, after this one I'm going to turn it off, and then do I turn it off? No, because the next one started and I was curious. <laughs> so this week I have been very, very like, okay. No phone, no TV after dinner because once I start something, it's hard for me to stop. So prioritizing my sleep. That I, so, so a long way of saying I'm prioritizing my sleep by putting my phone away. Um, let's see what else. I've been really mindful about movement. I started doing a, you know, tis the season of 30-day challenges. So mm-hmm. I'm doing a yoga 30-day thing, and that's been really great. As far as like, you know, it forces me to breathe like intentionally and then just be present in my body. So that has felt really good. I've also been moving. I got sucked into that Instagram thing of the like walk mm. for 30 minutes at the 12, uh, you know, incline. 12, 33 and or something. Three. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like, well, for 30 days, sure, I can walk and do that. So I got sucked into that challenge. Um what else? Be mindful of how much water I'm drinking, you know, just trying to up that as opposed to like sugars and stuff. And then affirmation practices. Okay. I always tell the students, like on my watch, like I'll look at my, you know, Apple watch a lot. And I'm like, I've turned off the notifications, but every half an hour I get a new affirmation. And right now it says, making mistakes is a part of learning. So yeah, those are some things that I'm really trying to be conscious about. Just the basics, yep. you know, makes me think about like the physical domain of like the hydration, nutrition, movement, stress management. There you go. That's on the mind. So today I'm really excited. We are doing something on Educators Amplified that has never been done before. <laughs> <laughs> and all that means is that we've we've decided to bring on a student or a past student. It's not a current student. Right. I mean. Like an old, old man student. No. <laughs> <laughs> and not my student. It's Joanna's student. But that's all I mean is that we're going to really talk about um, the perspective of, well, just in general, our guest's perspective. But then I really want to try to encourage the both of you to really maybe go down memory lane and talk about what you remember as a student, what you remember as a teacher, things like that. But do you want to do like the big reveal of who you're going to be chatting with today? Well, our special guest today is Xavier Mercado. And Xavier was <laughs> a student of mine, I don't know, back in the early 2000s. Good old 2003, I would say. What year did you graduate? 07, so 304. Yeah. And, um, right, really wanted to invite you on as a guest today because of your whatever our direct experience but also your deep insights about mm-hmm. about your experience and you know now you're a parent and now you're you know a full adult citizen and i think you have a great way of connecting with people and sometimes on our show you know i realize that we you know we're talking our lingo but sometimes i think we talk very generally Um, And that's just more like my big picture perspective in a way. And I know that our audience really enjoys like details and specifics. And that is something you're really good at. So why don't we stop for a moment and you just introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Xavier Mercado. I am a former student of Ms. Rosado. Um, I had a great four years with you. I graduated class of 2007. 
How old are you now? Uh, 34. I just turned 34. Yeah. Okay. And so, right. I think what is interesting, cool, is a lot of people do have connections with their teachers. Yeah. Um, but, right, we've been connected yeah. for how long? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. I've, I always, um, with that, um, you're one of a couple. I mean, I, I like to say, like, hi when I see teachers, but you're one of... I got Mr. Costello, Miss mm-hmm. Stewart, mm-hmm. and then I got you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's I've always kept connections with you three, especially because you teachers in particular seen something in me, and you helped me manage through my education. Well, I think it's interesting, and that was the last time we saw you in person was yeah. at the Educators mm-hmm. Amplified birthday party. Yeah, um, where you were surprised. Yeah, I was. I never thought I'd get all of you guys in one picture, and I really, to be honest with you, I didn't. I knew you knew Mr. Costello, but I didn't know that you knew Miss Stewart. Right, who's known as Miss Carrier now, by the way. I keep saying Miss Stewart. Yeah, I always do that. That's okay. But I want our our audience, our listeners, mm-hmm. to know that it's the they would know as Miss Carrier. You're fine. Okay, I always get it mixed up, but you know my love is there, Miss Carrier. <laughs> <laughs> when you were all in one room, it was just wow. You know, if there's any teachers throughout my education that saw me for who I was, it was you three. Well, again, I do just think that that is unique, that you have such a strong connection with several teachers from your past. Um, I mean, just because I don't have that same experience, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know many people who do. And yet you'll describe that when you were in school, and this is another thing, you know, because we talk about regulation, we talk about kids just my intro was about how like life is stressful and we carry that and as children we don't know how to say that you know in little kids it looks like different things and so that's something that I I hope you can illustrate for our listeners too or something you speak really good about Mm -hmm. and I think it has the roots in those connections is you can describe that you were a stressed out kid. What was it like for you in elementary school? Right. Can you just in general? Like, right. Can you describe what were you like? What did you get into? I was a very energetic kid. So what does that look like? Uh, um, Not in my seat, walking around the class while you're teaching. Um, Impulsive. So I'd blurt out in the middle of your teachings. I mean, I used to do backflips off her couch. Yeah, like he was active. I'd just be like, boy, I ain't calling the hospital. You better stop. Stop. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I I was just very energetic. I had all this energy and um, through that, went to the doctor. They're like, he's ADHD and... Through that, through elementary, um, I had to take medication, and I did not like taking that medication because, you know, it's Ritalin, Adderall, Ritalin especially. Um, it put me to sleep. Mm-hmm. It it was it was very strong. It was, it's just like I was a, a zombie, doze mm-hmm. off, but. Um, in that same time during elementary yeah. school. Yeah. So it was like you went from being high energy to then medicated and feeling like a zombie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I know when I met you in ninth grade, um, you were, yes, very energetic. Yeah. Um, and you were very small, you know. And I know you thought it was partly from that medicine. Well, it, You would tell me yeah. that. I honestly didn't hit puberty until, like, junior year. And that's oh, it. you're saying he was very small because of the medicine. That's what he yeah. would tell me. I, I, I just knew he was ve- he was very small. Like he was visibly, you know. Again, kids are all different sizes, but no. he was very, yeah. very short and very thin. You know, he no, looks like a child. Yeah. I, okay. Okay. Yeah. I weighed about probably one oh seven. Yeah. I mean, like he is a man now, but when yeah. I met him, he was a little. 
He was he was okay. smaller than most. Yeah, it's yeah. just and the, then that messed with his yeah. confidence or yeah. something too. Well, I, I always had confidence, but mm-hmm. the medication, what it did, it's it my appetite. I didn't eat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was I was very very skinny, very small. Mm-hmm. You know, to me when I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh no, I got, I'm filled out, I'm cool. But then you know you go back and you look at videos and you're like, holy holy cow, like mm-hmm. man, am I skinny? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. so I just remember Xavier was very good at, or not even I don't know, good. It was the first kid that I actually just really got to sit and listen to. Mm-hmm. Who could describe his experience? You know, a lot mm-hmm. of time kids are going through things, and I don't know. You, they they don't they can't articulate it. He I, would be like, "This is how I feel. This is why." Because it would literally be a school issue where people would be like, "Oh, you're going to have Xavier. Well, if he's on his medication, he'll be good. If he's mm-hmm. not, he won't be." Mm-hmm. And then, like, we'd have meetings. Where it would be like, Xavier, why are you refusing to take your medication? You know, and like this was like the school was trying to like pressure him. Again, I don't feel any way about medication. I just would always, you know, then he would share with me. And he would say this because you yeah. you did not hide things to any adults, really. You He would say exactly what he said. He, But I remember it, him being like, I do not like the way it makes me feel. I am normally an energetic person. I am a zombie. I feel like I'm in a cloud. I, it makes me not want to eat. And through explaining this, it's like, you know, I was misunderstood. And um, teachers thought they knew who I was, but little did they know about what was going on in the background. I won't get too much into it, but there was a lot going on at home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I entered middle school, when I needed a man in my life the most, he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, Um and a single mother of three, mm-hmm. you know, that's hard. Yep. It's a lot. And through what my mother was going through, you know, I witnessed that. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of teachers, again, misunderstood who I was. Mr. Zotto is one of the teachers that saw me for what I was. Mm-hmm. And I felt, you know, through me explaining these teachers that were all, like, pushing this on me. Because they want me on the medication because then I can chill out and I'll I'll be quiet and but if they only understood what it felt like inside as far mm-hmm. as what it was doing to me yep it took the very essence of who I was mm-hmm. and it and Squashed it, it and it yeah put mm-hmm. it in the ground so it's well what i hear you saying too is like number one i appreciate you sharing and two Right. Like, I think sometimes we'll want it to be like a kid is stressed from home Mm -hmm. and they'll be like, excuse me, but I'm feeling very stressed right now. You know, can I please go lay down and calm down? You know what I mean? But like, you're a really good example of like your stress manifested by being hyper, by blurting out, by Mm -hmm. just saying whatever. And it wasn't you just being like disrespectful. It was how you were trying to manage your stress. Yeah, Yeah, it was the energy coming through. Yes. You know, and how then the school system approaches it like, well, wait, if you're going to be running around the classroom blurting out answers, you're disruptive. Yep. So how are we going to help remedy the disruption, you know, and they look at it more surface level than like, what's really going on? I really feel that, you know, even now today, you know, I I am a father. I'm a father Mm -hmm. of four. My oldest is uh, 13. And, you know, what I I watch, I went to conferences with with my oldest last year. And, you know, before I even spoke a word, I I really just wanted to to listen to what the teachers had to say. Mm -hmm. And I did that purposely because in these next few moments, you're going to explain to me how she's doing in class. You're also going to explain to me the relationship you have with her mm-hmm. and the way she's explained the relationship she has with you. Mm-hmm. So um, through this, um, I ran into a couple teachers, uh, former teachers of mine, which they were surprised because they did not know. Um, but to see the insight of, you know, 
I see one side of my my daughter when she's at home. Mm-hmm. And I know she can be a handful at times, but she's very bright. Mm-hmm. All the teachers that we we talked to, the number one thing they, they said, she's very bright. She's very bright. But then as soon as they were done saying very bright, they go into, well, she's too hyper. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Mm. And with that, you know, how can we manage? Because she became a popular kid and you can't there's nothing you could do about that you mm-hmm. know and and some children crave attention mm-hmm. which if she was guilty of well we yeah. all do as yeah. people right. we want to be seen and heard the only reason why i bring it up is because yeah. being on the other side of things yeah and seeing myself in in my oldest um a lot of what happens from my perspective is that teachers misunderstand these kids. I'm not saying that my, th- behind mm-hmm. the scenes my my oldest is going through stuff, but I'm saying that you can't go with a system that, that you've had over decades and think that that system is still going to work. Mm-hmm. What I'm coming to learn is that it's in the approach, mm-hmm. and I feel that's where most teachers... Do not meet that. Well, it's not in, again, it's not in the structure mm-hmm. of our system, our society, and how, so what I see it is, is it's missing information, mm-hmm. which now, again, that's part of what Educators Amplified is about. It's like when, when you do have a frame of just kind of, again, understanding baseline nervous system regulation for yourself, then yeah. you can do that you know, for someone else. So that's what I mean, like the language. So even that, that the language is talked about separately, like she's really smart, but she's too social, where Mm -hmm. in our world, it's like, well, no, those are the, you know, that's all part. There's a social side. There's, it's all part. It's all part of the learning. It's all good, you know, because one is just saying how she completes work and another is like how she might be socially compliant or not. Nobody knows a lot of this information. You know, when we do talk about regulation and when you're talking about the approach, Mm -hmm. you know, something that I think is our, what makes Hallie and I unique is our approach in education has been everything we do is what I call oriented to regulation, which Mm -hmm. means that there really is everything in like how I speak, how things are set up, what I ask students to do, how they go about things is, is designed with keeping regulation in mind or supporting it. And again, that just sounds different right there. You know, whereas like we don't realize how even just that, that conversation dysregulates. Because, right, then you're not really hearing the message. You're like, oh, my God, I'm, my yep. daughter's being judged. Or what do you mean? Like, you know, it's like you're cool, but. Yeah. Um, and, right, what that, how, how the human psyche takes that in, hears that, sees that. But it was around my time with you that mm-hmm. I got really clear on the things I'm doing. So when you and I were together, it was more instinctive on my end. Like mm-hmm. I said, like, I'm not kidding when I'm like, you really gave me pause. You know what I mean? Because, right, I could see it. Well, I, I confided in you is what it was. And to be honest with you, I, like I said, you're one of few teachers that I felt understood me. Mm-hmm. And what better, if if you understand me, then I'm, you know, the way I would open mm-hmm. up with you. I, I do feel that you protected me while I was in, in school because it was this misconception that I was this hyper kid that I, at times, I'm this this bad kid and, and mm-hmm. it's none of that it's you seen what I was you seen what I was going through you I let you into my world mm-hmm. is what, what I did and you what, know it, that's what I remember sitting on the couch a lot yeah. and talking to you actually about like okay dude if you don't want to be on this medication mm-hmm. then here's some other things you're going to need to do you do you know, remember yeah, like I yeah, would talk about course. that or I would be like I do think it's possible. You know what I mean? But part of it was like, then the, yeah, you're making the decision. You want to take it on. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have to really take it on. You're going to have to take care of yourself. And um, 
But that time was not only just like you, you know, telling me those things, but it was also at the same time I was teaching that Read 180, which was uh, the first program that I was directed to teach that was very standardized. And what that means is it came with like all these materials that said like day one, here's what you do, you know, and here's how you do it. And Remember, it was the all computer these computer work, too. right? It yeah. was like everything. So, as a teacher, though, that's all pre-made. Mm-hmm. I had never had something where it was like all pre-made, and it was like telling you to do, yeah, whatever. And so, it was my first experience with standardized curriculum, and I found out pretty quickly that it was making things harder. Because it, you know, so they sell it to you or the school sells it to you being like, this will be easy. Like everything's here. You just like all the materials, you don't have to worry about it. But you have Xavier and John and Lisa and Jasmine and everybody, like everybody's different. So this one thing doesn't really work for everybody. And so I felt where where they thought it might be easy, Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to work kind of double hard because I was supposed to do that. But at the same time, then I was hustling to find you guys like books that you really liked or recognizing that you really don't do well on the computer. So I got to do a workaround and keep you off the thing. Or, you know, um, you might not remember, but that's when I started like making kids do projects because too, I was like, the scores the computer was spitting out was messing with people's heads. And I knew they weren't accurate. Yeah. Because some days they would be like, you're on level. Some days they'd be like, you're in first grade. And just whether that was accurate or not, I hated what it did to the kid. Yeah. Where they would feel well, self esteem dumb yeah. or they would feel overinflated. I especially hated parent conferences when parents would want to know the score. And you, I had to tell them the score. And then, like, then they would, like, kind of yell at their kid and be like, why aren't you trying? You know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wait, it's not really like that. Like, this stuff isn't that, ac-. you know, like, and then, yeah. then I looked weird because I'm like, well, here's the score, but I don't really believe it. And so, yeah. you know, what, so I had this direct experience with um, a standardized curriculum at a time that I was really, as myself as a teacher, developing and making some breakthroughs about, what is really going on in the lives and the minds of students. And um, that then really led me to what I do now. Mm -hmm. So whatever, we're connected because we love each other and we're connected. But it really was also you and many of the students from that time, I'll tell her about Mm -hmm. that. Like I can picture all these kids and um, really led me to the work that I do now, which was developing a school system with stress in mind first and honoring the individual truly. It's all kind of rooted in that early 2000s when we were together and the things that I was learning and noticing. Well, I I could tell you, you already knew when they first told me I had to go to your class. I did not want to. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dumb. That's mm-hmm. that's exactly mm-hmm. what I said. Yeah. I'm not dumb. Like, I can read. Let me sift through this a little bit just to really make this make sense or how I'm hearing it, too, or give some background. So, obviously, back in 2003, then, around there, is when they started, or maybe not started, but this Read 180 program was mm-hmm. developed. And they said it was, you know, like they coined it or like they marketed it to schools to say, like, if you have, quote unquote, struggling readers, have them take Read 180. Mm-hmm, and yeah. Read 180 and how we set up the class with stations and, you know, uh, on the computer, in a small group, whatever, in the rotations, that's going to raise these kids' reading scores. Lexile. Right. It was a Lexile. <laughs> Lexile level. Yes. And yeah, I remember too coming into education, whatever. And that's always kind of like what's happening in schools because we're academic obsessed that like people are always have these gimmicks and things of like, oh, you want to increase this score by this program. So Read 180 came in as a program. Mm -hmm. So then what I can just hear you say, Joanna, as a more experienced teacher and 
you know, you could just really see the negative effects of the reading program on students Mm -hmm. who potentially, and I think what happens oftentimes Mm -hmm. is kids who are very bright but not compliant are put into these type of courses. You know, like I talk to all like students from the past 11 years in the program we teach where they're like from very itty bitty elementary, you know, like they've been put into these other programs and then now they're in high school and believe they can't read because of these things like Read 180 or whatever the next program is called. And so, right, I think, so at that time it was like they would do it to select groups of kids, which was messed up then. But now I see like fast forward to now, and I'm like, they're doing it on a much larger scale where a lot of, you know, like a lot of schools are buying programs to teach reading and it's one size fits all for the entire class. And there's at least 24 kids in a classroom. And so when I hear you speak, Xavier, I'm like, right, like as a child, where you are developmentally, you're going to feel very misunderstood and you're going to be like, what the heck? Like, I'm just a kid. But why is everyone just talking to me about like my reading or things that yeah. like don't even make sense in my life? Why, why, why aren't you speaking to me about what's going on with me? Right. And I'm not angry at the school, but... It's the system. It's the system that mm-hmm. that irks me, and I can still see that through going to conferences with my mm-hmm. oldest. I can still see it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like, in our conversation we had a couple months back, not everything is set up that way. You mm-hmm. got to adapt. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a different landscape mm-hmm. out here, especially coming out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these kids, this is their haven. Mm-hmm. This is where they get to come get their meal mm-hmm. or they get to get away from the abuse. Because a lot of, there's a lot of stories like that in school. Mm-hmm. And most of these teachers, I mean, I can get it. Like, teachers are overwhelmed. But you also pick what you were stepping into, and you, you, in a way, I don't, I don't want to come off too right, strong. Like, wait, with that. wait, hold yeah. on over there. <laughs> I get it. I mean, right? No. I hear you, and I get why that's your perspective. Mm-hmm. And I want to offer, as much as students are subjected to this system, so are teachers. I was just gonna okay. say, like, I didn't pick Read One Eighty. You know right. what I mean? Like I didn't pick standardized testing. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. so here's something I'll share with you. So Joanna has really taught me that, you know, well, Joanna taught me about her knowledge that she learned from Read 180. Then the last 11 years working with students has taught me a lot about these standardized scores and how everything that we do in schools now is mm-hmm. about these test scores. And I'm like, what? This is like a snapshot, you know, like... Or it's testing companies marketing to say, like, this will tell you whether or not you'll be successful in college or life. And so then people are like, oh, these test scores are a big deal. Well, this year, my child was old enough in the school district she goes to where they start standardized testing. Yeah. And I have just had a really interesting experience where I learned that I can opt out my child from these tests. As a parent, I have that right. And I have been very kind of like in awe, but also it's sad, of how many people I've told about, whether it's a parent, whether it's a teacher, but like the teachers are like, thank you so much. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whether it's teachers out of the district, in the whatever, they're just like, right, we need more people to understand that we don't have to take these tests. But as a teacher, I have to give it because yeah. I'm being told I have to. And then from parents, the amount of people who are like, if these are so bad, then why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because that's how much education has been taken over. Well, and that is, again, something that I hope to promote, again, yes. through conversations like this is, again, things could be different. Mm-hmm. Teachers really can't just choose it. And the teachers who do, sometimes they're doing it at their own peril. You know, they're they're being brave I, on their own. And yeah. so what we can and should expect and demand that schools match the needs of our 
children. One of the biggest things I respect about uh, Educators Amplified is because this is a platform where it's bold, it's brave, and it's, it's it needs to be addressed. And you guys, you you you're doing great with executing <laughs> that because <laughs> you know, and, and I, I do feel that. You know, I'm not here trying to bash teachers. No, I know. And don't feel like you don't have to apologize for what you've said at all. Because, again, that is the perspective. That Yeah. uh, Being a a student to being a parent now, you know, I just want the best for my children. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to be able to trust this school system I have my my children in. But, you know, that's where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. Parents don't trust the school Mm -hmm. system because when you go in for a conference – and they give you a sheet with... Which they were required to give. Required, go yeah. <laughs> with the same questions to ask every student. Mm-hmm. How are you saying that, oh, you know my st- mm-hmm. know my child? Mm-hmm. And that, that, to me, you know, it's such a... Well, and it'd be great if it was a two-way conversation. That's yeah. what, again, I'm now like, that's what we do. But, <laughs> you know, when I meet with parents, I really want to hear... I'm I say to them... Could you tell me what you think is really special about your child? Like, what do you see they know how to do well? What do you notice about them? Like, it's a two-way, like, I want to know. Are there things you want me to be aware Mm -hmm. of? Are there? And so that, you know, the old school way is, like I said, like a report. Like, we'll let you know, even though now you can look up the scores on the computer. So I don't know why you would have to go talk about that. You know, like, we could have more meaningful discussions yeah well that's something we've been to very, build trust very <laughs> intentional about you yeah. know we are very intentional i'll say this to parents we're like we want the relationship that you have with your child related to school to be better mm-hmm. and less stressful because that is what i've learned again for the past 11 years i've had parents have told me like i feel like when i was operating the traditional school It was like the school was trying to pit me against my child. Mm -hmm. And it was a really messed up way to feel as a parent. Yeah. You know, like, and they were just like, I didn't really know how to feel about it. I felt like in front of the whomever was talking to me from the school, I felt like I had to like berate my child. But then I'd be like, oh my gosh, I just berated my child. Like, and that's not fair to the child. Um, And so we're very intentional about like, right, it's... Joanna gave a good example of us trying to draw out and then really trying to help the child be able to communicate, you know, just be like, have a time where you communicate with your parent about what was really cool about your day or what was something that you learned today. Encouraging positive yeah. conversation. Well, especially by the time we get a, a student or a family, they really have lost a lot of trust oh, yeah. and confidence. Well, think about it from a student's perspective. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to give me as the example. Yeah, that's Love why it. you're here. Um <laughs> You know, my mom comes into the classroom for conference. She's going to hang on every word that you say. Mm-hmm. So if you go one-sided with this conversation and you're basically t- saying all the negatives, how do you think what I'm dealing with after I leave that mm-hmm. that, that conference? Mm-hmm. I came up in a very strict household. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- those are the things. And, and what I want teachers education system to understand is you know it's it's all in your approach down to Mm -hmm. really showing these kids that you want to know them Mm -hmm. you want to see who they are I promise you you do that and you'll you'll get another because through those conferences with my oldest um you know after listening and then stepping in and then bridging that gap between the teacher and her and working out some some type of way by the ending of the the conference, she felt understood. Yep. Mm-hmm. The teacher is excited because now she's gonna see another side of her, mm-hmm. and you know it works out in the end. And yeah, it's about following our curiosities about mm-hmm. one another instead of feeling like you have to adhere to a system or a way. Like if we're just naturally curious and wondering, you know. Again, just yeah. people really can. And that is, I've, I've found that even people who aren't great with emotions can kind of explain how they feel when you really are having an environment that invites that. But again, part of our criticism is we say, as it is now, we treat it as separate. It's yeah. like, here's the work you do. How you feel is secondary. Yeah. Well, we know that brain research says how you feel yeah. will 
dictate the work that you do. But that's not how it's set up. I, I feel like really what it comes down to is the understanding. future then yeah. yeah you know so like that was kind of the past so kind of just explain or share so whatever we got through high school mm-hmm. you did do it and mm-hmm. then what did you discover or learn or figure out about yourself um, from then till now well i don't let adhd mm-hmm. that's what they call it mm-hmm. yeah define who i am mm-hmm because really, if you, for anyone that has ADHD by their terms, and I'll say it like that, really what it comes down to is routine. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've learned. Mm-hmm. I don't need medication to, to, to help me be a certain way. What it comes down is what I've learned is as long as I have a routine and I can keep in line with that routine, I'm good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, life is... Life is a lot different for me. Um, yeah. You know, I, I quit drinking over a year now. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Thank you. How long has it been? I was thinking about 15 it. months. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, and really, it, from last year till now, this has been, you know, when you're told your whole life, the potential others seeing you, and then, you know, you hear them out, but you don't see it in yourself, and then you get to that stage where... Now, not only do you see it, but now all that potential you're letting out mm-hmm. is hitting you all at once. That's kind of how my life is going right now. Yeah. So it, it feels good. Um, I'm plug it, plug yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. have to. It's um, I do uh, a podcast, Spearhead Conversations. I had you two on. Yeah. I loved our conversation, but um, you know. It's talking to people, their journey and success, because one of the biggest things I wanted growing up when I was going through the school system was just to be understood. Mm -hmm. And through that, you know, I created a platform that shows Milwaukee and Southeast Wisconsin and you some big names, some some, you know, local. Give us us. (laughs) (laughs) who has been some of like, you know, not that I mean, I'm sure everyone has been your favorite, yeah. but which ones stick out to you that you've interviewed? Well, I think it's cool that we're having this conversation as we speak because this week I'm promoting DJ Drip Sweat. Yeah. And she created <laughs> the music for your podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what I'm really impressed by you too is your natural ability to like just connect with people like you'll just be like do 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 hey what's up or maybe it's more like dm but (laughs) well and these are great ela standards you know because (laughs) well just to bring it back like truly what are english learning arts language arts standards are reading writing speaking listening Mm -hmm. you're mastering it yes you learn it it's here you're using it we didn't need all those labels along the way it's it's really the way I look at it is, you know, I, I love communicating with people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could get in a room and make you feel like we've known each other for a long time. And, and it's a blessing because, you know, through these conversations I have with people and you get to know them, most of these people, it's just been over Facebook. Mm-hmm. Ali Faith from 103.7, I reached out to her. Mm-hmm. She just agreed to an interview. So, oh, cool. um, you know, I've been listening to her since I was in right back in the day. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you come to find out through these conversations, these are just people. Yes. That's that's all it is. And that's one thing I've always been able to communicate. And I, it's a blessing. And, yeah. and from last year till now, it's it's habit change. I wake up in the morning. Every, t- every morning I wake up, it's a motivational video. Mm. Telling me, empowering who I am, mm-hmm. telling me that I am this winner, telling me, you know, telling myself, mm-hmm. you know, it, just, you know, start off the day. We're going to we're going to kick butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. And that whole uh, I was just telling the kids this today. I say it a lot. But again, like that is the beauty. Like 
our brains can change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can, if you don't like how it feels, we can fix it. Yeah. You know, it just it it just takes to know what to do. Like you said, it's yeah. habits, it's routine, it's what you're um, surrounding yourself with. It is like pay attention. What is the message? Oh, you talk like crap to yourself most of the time, right? Yeah, um, yeah it's all possible to change mm-hmm. that. It's like it's not fixed. Um, and we treat a lot of things like it is fixed, especially in schools. Mm-hmm. And it's not fixed. I am so happy. You know, I am just loving you, seeing yeah. seeing you get to really be you and as an adult and as a father. And, you know, you deserve all this success. I know more is honestly just like really, really coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, it's rooted in love. Like, you're a loving person, and you see that love in other mm-hmm. people, and it fuels your, you know, it fills you up. And, um, yeah, I just, I know that that's how it's always been, whether it's yeah. been great things on the outside for either one of us or not. Yeah. It's like, well, That's you know, I, I've, I've always kept kept the line of communication open is like with you, especially is because, like I said earlier, you know, you've seen me for who I am and you've always your protector as well as just understanding and that's what it really comes down to like when i get in these conversations i understand these people i understand mm-hmm. that we all come from different walks of life and people do want to say who they are mm-hmm. yeah. they do they want to you know tell the world who they are and their ambitions and you know i what you you are an angel in this this education system and i love what you guys have created a safe space cuz that's what it is your your room on that couch was my safe space um and you know i i i think about it think about it to what it comes down to is just being understood and yeah. and I, I i love what you guys got set up for these students to feel love and Yeah, we want to. Well, right. That's what we even are trying to get at with this podcast, too, Mm -hmm. of like trying to help. It's like kind of like what I said before, that I see students are of the system. Teachers are of the system. But I have this like really optimistic hope for like. Right. If teachers could harness back into like, you know, could take back more control or be able to do what mm-hmm. truly their craft and from their space of love and heart, ah, mm-hmm. how great schools could be. you would give little Xavier in high school right now? Because I got Xavier's still. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is something you want youth to understand or to think yeah. about or to know? You're loved. Hmm. Yeah. You're loved. Yeah, I love it. And don't. Don't let anyone restrict that. Don't let them put you in a fishbowl that you grow, you know, don't let anyone limit what you're capable of. Because over this past year, I've come to realize how powerful I am. Mm -hmm. And through that, you know, for your students coming up right now, you have so much potential within you. It wasn't until I understood in telling myself the potential I had that I really grew, but you do have potential and you listen to that voicing you, what are you good at? Follow that. Don't let anyone contain that. You follow what you know, you know, in your head, what you're good at. Mm-hmm. And just like I said, you're loved, you're loved and, um, grow. Grow. I get it. You're gonna. There. This is a point in life where you're gonna experiment a lot. I get it. But grow. Mm-hmm. Grow. We have this time here to show who we truly are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I say that. I say, mm-hmm. keep going and growing. Yep. Let's just keep going and growing, y'all. <laughs> keep going. 
Wonderful. You're good at describing what's felt. People all think they know what they see, mm -hmm. but we're not very good at understanding what's felt. And you do a good job of communicating that. Xavier, you have just such a great vibe. You like... It's cool. Like, I appreciate you, that. You like make an imprint on mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Like there's there is something very contagious about your energy. Thank like you. it's cool to be around. Right. You. Even when he was spinning on desktops and breakdancing, <laughs> yeah. it was cool. Yeah. Thank you. I can't even imagine. I oh my feel god. Loved. He would like slide. I mean, he just come in, he, he would like slide on the desk. But right, it yeah. was it was always fun. It was always joy. I, right. Yeah, I appreciate you um, bringing me on here and um, letting me be a part of your journey. Yeah. You were a part of mine. Now I get to right. be a part well, of Right. Well, that's yours. what I'm like. And it keeps going and getting wow. even more beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know. Right? I've, I've mentioned um, as far as the students go, if you want me to come in and talk mm -hmm. to them or if you want me to show them what I do on my, the podcast, uh, you know, I... I love people. I love energy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what comforts me is like when I'm able to enter a room with just and have like mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. This is what we got going on right here. So mm -hmm. I appreciate you guys for bringing me on here. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Where can they find your stuff? What do you want to plug? All right. Spearhead <laughs> Conversations. We're on YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Ooh, go and check it out. And, and Facebook, right? And Facebook, Instagram. And I really am. Yeah. Check it out. Get your learn on and mm -hmm. get connected with even more great people and generate yeah. that love. You've mm -hmm. got that. you got a great community you're building. Yeah, I mean, I talk. I talk to these guests. I get to know them. And, um, yeah, check in monthly. We're starting to pick up more on the visual side. So we're adding little by little. But, yeah. Um, they're cool interviews. You get to know these people, and they live here, and they're one of you. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being our special former student guest yes. on Educators Amplified. <laughs> so, right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Let us know what you think, either through writing comments through Facebook, Instagram. You can always email us at educatorsamplified at gmail.com. All that good stuff. Connect with us. Let us know what you thought. I mean, I hope everyone blows it up. Like, right, you could feel the vibes through their car speakers or their AirPods or whatever yeah. when they were listening. So <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed it as much as we have. Thanks. Bye. Educators Amplified, the podcast, is recorded at Silver City Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Theme music composed by Josh Everett, with original music by DJ Drip Sweat. Thank you to our sponsor, the National Education Association.